Welcome to the Woolly Mammoth Revival with me, Simon Hoban from BBC Radio and Mike Ward, the Daily Star's TV critic. It's the podcast where we talk about things that we don't think are quite right. And Mike Ward, what have you spotted that you don't think is quite right? Celebrating. But I, I was. This was originally going to be premature celebrating. The reason being that uh, I was at um, I was at a beanback. I've never been to a beanback before. Sounds futuristic. Indeed, it was. It was basically at uh, the American Express Stadium, Brighton Hove Albion's home ground, for our final match of the season, being beamed back live from Villa Park. We had to win to win the title. We didn't win and didn't win the title. Um, but what I found was weird. We scored after half an hour, and mm. people were celebrating and dancing up and down. Now, my immediate reaction was, right, well, that's good, but <laughs> it's meaningless. It's utterly, utterly meaningless. But people were dancing around oh, no. already. And I'm thinking, I don't get premature celebrations. I don't get people who who chant, we are top of the league, when there's still yeah. 20 <laughs> minutes to go and there's only one goal in it. It's not so... I am a cautious person. Yeah. I accept that. But I just think it's sort of... It's just daft. It's just ridiculous um, to sort of... Because what exactly... I can understand the euphoria of a goal in the context of a game, but when you're still celebrating after, after that, as if this has any more significance than a fleeting moment of, of hope at best, I just can't... I can't bring myself Difficult. to do it. I mean, they sing songs, don't they? Like uh, "We're gonna win the league." Yeah. We're gonna win. And and I think what you're forgetting is that they have to scan. So we're gonna win the league with the necessary caveat of future fixtures. Oh yeah. It doesn't that's quite true. doesn't quite do it. So you, it's that's just the full. That's the full lyric. Yeah, that is was it? the original lyric. Okay. I mean, the, the the sublime example of this was the Steve Ovette wave. Do you remember as he was finishing that race and uh, he waved before he actually got yes. across the line? Yeah. yeah. There's a statue of Steve Ovette near 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 my house. Really? Or there was. Have I told you this before? No. It's, it's, it's been like this for ages. It was a sort of done by a local sculpture in our local park. Okay, why? And him just, well, because he's local. He's a local, he's from Brighton. And um, he, um, yeah, he, he, it was a lovely statue. And then one day, uh, people woke to discover that it was nothing left oh. of the statue apart from uh, one foot on the on the plinth. <laughs> and somebody take it and presumably melted it down for whatever. Well, but, I, I'm guessing Steve Cram. <laughs> or or, uh, or Sebco, yeah, yeah. So the statue's still there. It's still got the print for Steve Ovet written in it and that foot. So <laughs> what? They didn't take the rest of the foot away. No, because it's just sort of they just cut it off <laughs> at the ankle. So now that all that remains is the plaque and the foot. Yeah, which I call, and I, I don't know anybody else has. Called, I just call it the athlete's foot. I assume that's what you would call it. Ah, <laughs> fantastic. But nobody else has ever referred to it as that. So I'm very pleased with myself for that. Okay. About, so prem- premature celebrations, I, I, I don't. Yeah, but then I've realised that I'm not entirely sure I like celebrations very much either because we've got our open-top bus parade oh, right. on Sunday and the club have sent out all the details of, you know, you have to be in zone such and such by this time and, that you know, if you want to go there, you must take up position by the... And I just looked at it and thought, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered. It's just some blokes on a bus, really. <laughs> well, it's a bit like the people who wait for the Queen to zoom past yeah. in a car, you know, and it's, it's over and, and they see her through a tinted window anyway. Yes. I don't think I care. And isn't that awful? I do, obviously, I care, but, you know, I, I don't like crowds at the best of times, but crowds, when you go into a football match, you accept it's part and parcel of what creates the atmosphere, but crowds just standing on the seafront watching a 
bus go by or best or possibly watching it on a screen with a bus going by well and i think i think there's two problems actually there one is that they did actually as you've just said cock it up yeah to an extent at yes. the end of the season yeah so there's that and also the the fact that it's been a while now since it yeah. was since you got promotion so the kind of euphoria has died away a bit hasn't it now the best because i know that liverpool you know when they did the miracle of istanbul yeah. and they came back to win yeah. they they came back the next day and had their open top bus tour Okay. So uh, so everybody was still in the throes of yes. euphoria and probably still drunk from the night before. Yeah, that, so, that seems absolutely fine. It's got a certain momentum to exactly. it. Exactly. This is the problem with football seasons at the end. The, the momentum goes... It fizzle out. And, and, and um, yeah, so, you know, so uh, I don't know. Because uh, in the end, it's a bit when you remember Leicester City, City last season. I got a bit bored. I was so pleased that they did what they did. But I got bored after about 48 <laughs> hours of just yeah. watching footballers just go, Because yeah. really, you can't, it, they're sort of not quite sure what to do. They've got their celebrations when they score a goal and the heat of the moment and the yeah. passion and intensity. But afterwards, it's all just sort of blokes with bad hair and stupid tattoos bouncing up and down a lot, isn't it? Mm, yeah. I remember the um, the Everton, um, the team I support, Everton's championship winning seasons in 85 and 87. And yeah, the actual day when you get the trophy, it's not as good as the games where you score the goals that lead no. up to winning it. You know? no. They're the best in terms of the euphoria. I, I think, I don't even think winning a game sometimes, bizarrely, is as good as that actual split second when that goal goes in. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anything quite matches the utter explosion of euphoria when a, a, a goal goes in at a significant moment. Unless, the, sorry, go on. unless the, the game, unless you score a goal with, say, in, a, in two minutes of injury time, yes. and then the game ends seconds after. Well, I was going to say, not through any allegiance, but I think Man United turning the, uh, the Champions League final around 2-1 in yeah. 1999, yeah. was it? Probably yeah, it was. was the perfect example of that euphoric moment of the result and that goal yes. almost coinciding. I don't think you could, you know, regardless of whether you like Man United or not, the point being that the timing of that yeah. in terms of momentum would be hard to beat. Yeah. You're there right. You You're right, though, about the euphoria of a goal. It, it's, it's not matched anywhere else in sport, is it? No, not, not at all. Not at all. People try it. You know, holding up a six on a card yeah. when you're in the crowd it's in cricket, not, not. and somebody playing some music. You know, it's just not the same, is it? Or, <laughs> yeah. or, or you know, hitting a. I don't know. Possibly the closest in tennis would be hitting a clean ace on Championship point to win Wimbledon. Uh, I, I think that's an anticlimax. Do you? Because <laughs> I always think you want a good rally. No, you want a good rally oh, okay. and, and then a, a, a sweeping passing shot. Yeah, I think to win. It's funny you should say tennis though, because that is my second favourite sport. It's the closest it gets to football. I agree. Yes, mm. I'm. I'm a big. I'm, I can't play very well. No, I'm a big fan. Are you? Are you good at tennis? Not really. No, no. Can say. you serve? N- not really. <laughs> my first serves are pretty much the same as my second. Yes, I, I'd be honest. <laughs> what they go into the neighbouring neighbouring uh, court. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they loop disappointingly. Yeah. The annoying, so, yeah. the worst thing about playing tennis at your own level at amateur level is just the balls. Yes. Just having to get them. <laughs> oh, I found a way around that. Oh, go on. I've started playing um, mini tennis with these little yellow sponge balls. Have okay. done this? No, what's no, that? My local Virgin Active Club, I went up there a couple of weeks ago and I noticed, you know, they do all these classes. You can sign up for aerobics and whatever and body pump and all that sort of thing. And I yep. noticed in the class timetable, 6.30 on a Monday, no, sorry, 5 o'clock on a Monday night. I don't know why I'm telling you the time. It's of no relevance <laughs> at all. Uh, there was this, I think it's called mini tennis or short tennis. It's basically, they play it on a badminton court I don't think you officially play on Babylon Court, but for their purposes, they do. And it's shortened rackets. Right. And you're playing effectively tennis rules, but you use these balls, which are probably about, I would say, about 20% bigger, 
but they're kind of spongy. They're, <laughs> so they've got a good bounce to them still. Okay. But they're not. They don't fly off the racket and go three miles down the road and delay the game for ten minutes while you go and fetch it. So you've got it's got a kind of lightness of touch. And, Excellent. Uh, I highly recommend it. I played once and then I fell ill with flu and I've not been up there since. But there what, what you what we're basically talking about here is regressing to childhood with our games. <laughs> yes. Sponge balls. Sponge Excellent. balls. Yes, and uh, and you can play it on a space hopper. No, that's not true. <laughs> what I'm going to go for this week is, uh, which I don't think is quite right, is a trend towards overly long working out in TV quizzes. I don't mm. know if you've seen this, Mike. This is, I think generally it's daytime quizzes uh, where there <laughs> is a, a, a need to fill the space. Uh-huh. And what the contestants do is they talk through their answers. And I don't think they do it of their own volition. They're encouraged to do it I yes. think, by the program's producers. Yeah. But they'll say, you know, the question might be something like, uh, which of Henry VIII's wives conceived, you know? Yeah. And they'll say, well, it can't be Catherine of Aaron because I know she was beheaded and then Cleves came from yeah. Dartmouth and that comes, yeah. you know, so there's a very, and it just goes on forever. <laughs> just tell us the answer. Yes, I know. Oh, which program is that? I'm thinking of Eggheads in particular. Is that right? Okay. Do they do that a lot? It's terrible. I mean, the chase has got this just right. It's just answers. Give us the answers. Boom. That's on to the next one. The eggheads, they're all clever, though, aren't they? So presumably their they're reasoning, they're, the, 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 the thought process is at least non-moronic. It is, but it's annoyingly, it's annoyingly self-indulgent. Yeah. Now. The um, I think there's a sort of more sort of down-market equivalent of that on that Dale Winton in-it-to-win-it thing on a Saturday night. <laughs> right. Because they do that, they sit there and then this, you know, it's just a multiple-choice thing. And it's, you know, like, which city, beginning with, P is the capital of France, right? And then they have four <laughs> yeah. choices, and it would be like you know Paris um, and three other places. Pontins, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not Piedmont. Yeah, those mm. and they'll sit there and they go, "Well, down. Mm, yeah, I went to Paris once um, on holiday. It was <laughs> so lovely. That's, look, that's yeah. looking good. And mm. we had um, we had a we had some uh, we had a crepe." I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Have you mm. heard of and it just goes on like this. I just shut up. Yeah. Just answer the question. And um, which is odd in this in this era of fast food telly, isn't it? You know, everything's quicker now. Scenes in soaps never last more than thirty seconds, apparently. Yeah. So it's weird that they're spinning it out like this in quiz shows. But well, speaking of dull quiz shows, <laughs> the, the worst offender here has got to be the BBC's Nick Knowles thing on a Saturday. I can't remember what it's called now. The lottery show. He doesn't. He does more than one. Is this the one where they have to name things within a category? Yes. Yeah. There was was one the other week where it was name 30 fruit or vegetables yes so the whole thing for about five minutes was i'm going there's, there's lettuce of course yeah oh and cucumber and courgette to veg isn't it yeah, that, yeah. That, that's in there yeah no that that's that's a good one um is it my turn it is shall i do one my uh other one i'm just trying to think i'm just i'm just filling one i'll try because because I, I haven't remembered off the top of my head emojis Emojis. I love an emoji. Emoji. Well, it's not actually emojis uh, themselves. I love an emoji. Um, it's not like us to like emojis. No, really, is it? it's it's in fact that's almost more not quite right than the thing I was going to suggest. Mm. That's not quite right about emojis. It isn't like me. Everything about the emoji I should hate because I'm very you know as you know quite curmudgeonly and and sort of uh, old fashioned about a lot of things and quite. Um, sort of inflexible when it comes to technology <laughs> changing our, our habits, etc., etc. But I quite like an emoji because it just actually sometimes I use them a lot in texts. I do know because yeah. a lot of the time, you know, when you get in, 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 immersed in a sort of exchange of text, a sort of text conversation for one of better expression, it's never quite clear when you should end it. Yeah, it's there's always a bit of a sort of um, 
oh, okay, I could just leave that there, or will he stroke she think I'm rude if I don't respond to that, <laughs> yeah. although I haven't really got anything more to say here. Somebody has to stop the conversation. And sometimes an emoji feels like a just nice, colourful, full it stop. It does. A thumbs up. Yeah. Perfect. It's, it's That'll do. I don't need to, you know, and it's sort of, yeah, I quite enjoy sort of flicking through all the emoji options. Or sometimes if I'm drunk, I'll just send your dancing bunny girl emoji, which is, I'm never quite sure what that one's for. But it seems to. Oh, actually, is that what you sent the other day, and it didn't come up on my phone earlier on? No. Well, this brings us on to the the not quite right element of emojis that I was going to suggest. Yeah. Not the fact that I shouldn't like them because I clearly do, but the um, incompatibility, which you've actually <laughs> only just drawn my attention yeah, to. Yeah. You, you sent something. It just came up as, a, as an envelope on mine. You've got an Android phone, haven't you? Yeah. And I've got an Apple phone. Now I'm presuming that means that. Certainly in some instances, stuff that I send as an emergency... Emergency, that's got to be a new word. <laughs> yeah. Let's think how that could be emergency, defined. Yeah. Emergency. Well, it's quicker than dialing 999. Yeah, absolutely, just, just send, send three pictures of yourself on fire or something <laughs> yeah. or other. It's an emergency. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, that's fine. NHS. I was say. Uh, yeah, it was a clown. It was a clown's face, by oh, the way. Oh, was it? You. Oh, well. But, yeah, it was just a stupid, slightly scary, creepy, grinning clown as if there's any other sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Uh, but yeah, if, if does, it, does that sort of mean that in the end, assuming that the human race will eventually just communicate via emojis and nothing else, mm. that means we're all going to be sort of sectioned off uh, into different sort of um, phone types. So therefore, we we can never communicate. Oh yeah. Once we lose the power of verbal communication and, and have to rely exclusively on emojis, we'll mm. only be able to speak to those whose phones are compatible with our own. Once again, we've managed to paint a bleak dystopian future yes. out of something that was really quite benign and uh, enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, but the clown face. <laughs> yeah. um, you'll never have to see my clown face. And in a way, I think that's a good thing. It probably is. Yeah. Not having to see your clowning face <laughs> is a yes, good thing. I try not to impose that on many people. My other one, the uh, next one, is going to be um, predictable bandwagons. Okay. I know people whose news agenda or the news they enjoy and consume is just driven by trends. Oh. It's whatever's trending that day will be oh. the thing they post about on Facebook yeah. or whatever's you know cool to to be on the yes. bandwagon of. And the example I'm going to give in the news recently was the United Airlines uh, passenger upheaval. Yeah. <laughs> when the guy was removed from the plane in what was pretty you know forcible fashion and yeah. could have been handled better, of course. Yeah. But there was just no contra-argument around the, other than the fact that United Airlines were terrible. Yeah. And ultimately, this guy, you know, they'd ask someone to leave the plane, and legally, they can do that. Yeah. You know, the law says, once you buy a ticket, if you're asked to leave, you can not You can be forced to leave. And he just didn't comply. And he yeah. kind of, you know... He, why he, was he actually asking... Why were they getting rid of him? What, what, what was the reason? They'd overbooked the flight, hadn't they? Oh, they just overbooked. So he wasn't is, being offensive or anything? No, it was common in America that they, they do that. Yeah, so okay. it's a common thing. They offer yeah. money uh, for you to leave the plane. Yeah. Um, in this case, I think it was $800 they'd, they'd offered. But he's violence. A, he's a doctor, yeah. He's a doctor, yeah. so he's, okay. he's... But he just made such a scene, I thought. Yeah. The universal kind of condemnation of United Airlines without actually seeing the other side of the story, yeah. you know. I just... It was just a huge bandwagon, and I thought, think about it. You know, well, people just don't think about stuff. They just see what's trending and jump on it. Well, I hate the word trending. Just something about... It's, it's, it's nails down a blackboard for me. Trend, trending, just yeah. a horrible, horrible expression. First of all, anyway, and and sort of, it's it is kind of lazy thinking, isn't it? I haven't exactly. got, I can't generate ideas or thoughts or or, or top talking points of my own. I just have to, I have to react because everybody else is reacting. And also, yeah, yeah. I guess it's because you know it was filmed on somebody stuck on the phone, didn't exactly. they? Exactly this, this thing. So therefore, 
everything else follows as a natural sort of sequence of events as soon as as soon as the the, the scuffle happens mm. you know somebody's going to film it mm. you know that's going to end up online you know simply because whatever the rights and wrongs of the situation it's going to look quite damning yeah, yeah. isn't it and co- and therefore there's no you know the floodgates are opened from the moment that happens because mm-hmm. there's no way on earth that's not going to get filmed it's not going to be shared and it's not going to be reacted to rightly or wrongly by people in that fashion and the awareness even i think that that extends to the people who were involved in the incident because there was yeah. a passenger there whose voice punctuated the whole thing on news <laughs> bulletins he was going oh my god you know and yeah. i'm just pretty sure she knew what she was doing she was she knew that there were cameras out yeah and she was just taking you know it was almost a love of the drama yeah you know she was almost playing up to the drama almost yeah well which i find distasteful yeah just you know if you, you can be you, you could be appalled if you want you don't have to keep telling us you're appalled. <laughs> exactly. Shut up. So, yeah. Talking of airlines, mm-hmm. I was stopped at security um, flying back from Iceland. On a, on yes. I did a small break. The usual channels where you have to take your belt off and put your yep. bits and bobs in the tray and whatever. Full body scan, was it? Full body scan. Well, I'm always stopped. And I always joke to Julie, my wife, before I get, right, I'll see you in about 20 minutes. Because she goes through, never gets, never sets the alarm off. I, whatever I do... And I literally got to the point that, get to the point now where I'm pretty much naked. You know, <laughs> I think right. Do do I take my shoes off on this one? This is one where we take the shoes off because there's a, that inconsistency as well that really annoys me. Yeah. But I think my general the, the general thing that I find not quite right about this is that there's, there is no consistency. I sort of think I would have more confidence in, the, in that whole process if everybody did exactly the same thing. But why does one not think you need to take your shoes off? And the other lot, the next lot you go through, don't. Um, because I'm thinking, well, if there is something that, that you know, could be hidden in your shoes, and obviously there have been incidents in the past, or at least one, then surely everybody should do it. And if then that lot's not doing it, why aren't they doing it? Yeah. And then some people say, well, you have to put your laptop and your um, tablet in a different tray. You know, you put them in these big grey plastic yeah, yeah. trays. I put all mine in one. Then got through the other side, having set the alarm off, which I'll tell you about in a minute, and they'd separated them into more than one tray, <laughs> and they separated the trays. So you've got a long row of these things coming down, and I started putting my bits away, and I was just walking away and thinking, hang on a minute, that's not all my stuff, where's it gone? And immediately think alarm bells, because everybody just dives in, nobody stops to check whether they've no, been picked it. up with the people who own it. And there's a, and what they'd really done, they decided they wanted to, one of my, my tablet and my Kindle or something like that, in a separate one. So they put it, hand bonds are totally, oh, by the way, sir, I've, we've had to separate those two just for security. They just chuck it through. And I just think they're obnoxious a lot of the time because they're doing an important job. It's as if that gives them carte blanche to be... Well, I like that. Grumpy. I like that. Rude. Do you like them being rude? Well, I don't, I don't want my security staff cracking gags. No, they don't have to crack gags, but they don't have to be rude, do they? And uh, it's just it sort of takes people's bits and... To treat them with content and also I'm sort of thinking I'm not entirely sure that's a great security process anyway when you're taking people's stuff separating it not reuniting the owner of that stuff or helping them re- be reunited with their gear because you know they could go on the plane yeah and then two hours later you've got a stray blowing well, iPad lurking around no, nobody's picked up which surely is more alarming than if they, you've just told them where it was so they well, could pick it up again. well really do you know I read a piece about this that airport security the stuff that you have to go through when you see other people going through, it's not really there to flush out the, no. the problem because the chances, as you say, of doing that, because it's quite random, are slim. It's actually yeah. just more there uh, for the reassurance. Answer. 
yeah. yeah, and a bit of PR, yeah, because yeah. the actual security element of that is is pretty poor. You know? <laughs> well, it is. I mean, by the top from from getting out of your car when you park at an airport to getting on the plane, the inconsistencies of of you know of what you do and what they make you do at different places. Yeah, beggars belief. In the end, by the way, I set off the alarm and they did the, the body search. Really, sort of rude and sort of shoving. You know, no. You know, they could say, you know, sorry for the inconvenience, sir, but you must understand we need to do this. It's but you know, yeah, nothing, yeah. Just, just just a grumpy, rude, rude person. But because you're like that, because because of what the, your job is considered to be that important, you have no need to be remotely civil. There's no need to be obnoxious. You can do the job just as well without being obnoxious. And in the end, oh gosh, there you go. It's airport security. <laughs> They're on to you. So, um, yes, I set the alarm off. At the end of this rant, I was just going to tell you, I set the alarm off because I had a, 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 a moist wipe in my shirt pocket <laughs> okay. and one of those foil wraps that I use for cleaning my glasses. Right. <laughs> Individual wraps and the, 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 I, the foil lining turned out to be what set the uh, airport thing off. <laughs> there you go. Well, the alarm was, was serendipitous there, actually, because it is the end of the Woolly Mammoth Revival They were ringing to say six. that, actually. That's yeah. exactly what they were ringing to say. But Pre- you've just said it. Well, yeah, maybe we should start to have an alarm. <laughs> Like a sort of, and that's the end of the show. Yes, apparently the the, the listeners use an alarm yeah. <laughs> towards the end, yeah. and they sort of and they just stretch to... and yawn and they get back to their <laughs> yeah. lives. Yeah. Well, and we're very grateful for that. And thank you. Yeah. Join us next time. You can get this on iTunes or SoundCloud.